Well, today are a couple passages. We're reading from John 14, 27 to 31, as well as John 15, 1 to 8. John 14, 27 to 31. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. You heard me say to you, I am going away, and I will come to you. If you loved me, you would have rejoiced, because I'm going to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. And now I have told you before it, uh, before it takes place, so that when it does take place, you may believe. I will no longer talk much with you, for the ruler of this world is coming. He has no claim on me, but I do as the Father has commanded me, so that the world may know that I love the Father. Rise, let us go from here. John 15, 1-8 I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you. As a branch cannot bear fruit by itself, unless it abides in the vine, neither can you, unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me, and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers, and the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. But this, my Father, uh, by this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, and so prove to be my disciples. Thanks, Joe. Good morning, everyone. My name's Matt, one of the pastors here. We're going to have a look at that passage this morning. So we're going to pray, and let's ask God to speak through his word to us. Let's pray. Father, would you be merciful to us this morning? We ask that you would not leave us in the dark, but that you would speak and that we would hear your voice. That we wouldn't just ignore it, but we would be changed. That we'd take it deep into our hearts and see how great you are in Jesus Christ. Have mercy on us, we pray in his name. Amen. Well, a Buddhist teacher who'd been teaching in a monastery in Nepal since 1970 was asked a question by one of his students. Here's the question. How can I have a fruitful life? And here's what the old Buddhist teacher said. To have a fruitful life, do this. 300,000 meditations. 100,000 water bowl offerings, 500,000 sasas, which I hear are little sculptures of different gods that you need to make, 500,000 of those, and 30,000 prostrations to the 35 Buddhas. Then, once you've done all that, you will have a fruitful and productive life. 
Paul McCartney, when he was in Perth last week, was asked a question by a nine-year-old boy. Very similar question. Here's what the the nine-year-old boy said. How can I, as a nine-year-old boy, change the world and bring as much happiness as you have? And here's what Sir Paul said. Stay in school. Just be good. Learn a lot about the world. And when there's issues you, need, you think need changing, be strong and go and change them. Now, what's the same about those answers? What are they both saying? Simple as that. You can do it. Just try harder. Paul McCartney, that old Buddhist teacher, both telling us that the answer is in us. And that's the world we live in. That's the world you and I live in. You want a better life? You can do it. You want to make a difference? Just go for it. You want to be productive, effective, make some change that lasts in this world? Well, just work at it and you can do it. And it's into that context that Jesus very clearly speaks into our world of darkness and confusion, into our world of self-reliance and self-sufficiency, Jesus breaks through with these words we have on this page this morning from John 14 and 15. And he says something amazing to us. He says that the only way you can have a fruitful life now is in him. That's very bold, isn't it? We've got a world, millions of people running around producing things. And Jesus says, the answer is only me. We're in John 15 uh, of uh, John's historical account of Jesus. Is that right? Now let me have a look. Have a look at what you've got in your passage there. We're at John 14 and 15. It comes in the middle of a very important chat that Jesus is having with his disciples. And up until now, if you know John's gospel, John has revealed Jesus to us as nothing less than God in human flesh. What if God was one of us? Well, that's what Jesus is. The Word made flesh and dwelt among people and he has come to save us. So up until now, we've seen Jesus turn water into wine. We've seen Jesus make crippled people walk. We've seen Jesus make blind people see. We've even seen Jesus raise the dead. And all along the way, he has said, I am the way. I am the one God has sent from above to you guys below. I am the truth. I am the life. And now we find ourselves in this little chat Jesus is having with his disciples. And he's telling them what's going to happen next. And there's no surprises if you've been around church a while, you know what's going to happen next. He's going to die and he's going to rise and he's going to go back to God the Father. He must leave his disciples. That's why he came. He came for a very specific thing. To leave his disciples to die on the cross for sins. And the point, if you've been here with us already, there's been a one very clear point. Don't worry. 
Don't worry. Yes, I'm going to leave you physically, Jesus has said to them. But don't worry, I'm going to the cross to prepare a place for you in heaven. I'm going to go, but I'll be back. And last week we saw in John 14, remember, Jesus said, Come, I'm inviting you to have fellowship, to actively participate with the intricacies of nothing less than God himself. What you are designed for, relationship with your maker. So up until now, the message has been, don't worry, I'm leaving you, but I'm going to sort it out. And at the end of John 14, have a look there, he repeats it. Did you see it? John 14, verse 27, it's printed in your handout, have a look there. Jesus says, Peace I leave with you, and my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. See, here's what Jesus is saying. Just boil it down, Matt, let's get on with it. He's saying, don't worry, be happy, because I am going to sort it all out for you. I'm going to prepare a place for you. And I'm going to leave you with my comfort, my peace, my happiness, my contentment, my Holy Spirit who applies my word to your hearts. So it's a bit like, well it's not a lot like, it's a little bit like me leaving my son Sam and his mates at the cricket nets. Now just picture it, it's cricket season, sorry if you don't like cricket, my wife hates cricket, sorry darling. We're at the cricket nets and there's big boys there and they're bowling bounces and I'm thirsty So I, and Sam and his mates are there as well. I'm going to leave them and go and get some drinks but I'm going to leave them with my favourite cricket bat and my pads and my helmet and my gloves and whatever else cricketers have. I'm going, but I'll be back soon. Now, yes, he might get a few bounces from the big boys, but he's got my protection. He's got my comfort. He's got my safety. And I'll be back soon with refreshment. And by the way, your dad is much bigger than those dudes. And he can bowl much faster, so don't worry. It's a little bit like that. John 15, we move. Jesus moves from don't worry, I'm going to sort it all out, to do, be fruitful now. You see? see? He moves from don't worry, I'm going to sort it all out, to do, be fruitful now. And he tells us what it actually looks like to be a disciple of Jesus. And it's a very simple illustration, isn't it? There's a vine and there's branches. And he answers our big question. How can I have a fruitful life? First thing we see is that Jesus is God's only source for a fruitful life. Jesus is the true fruit-bearing vine. Have a look. John chapter 15, verse 1. Jesus said, I am the true vine. And my father is the vine dresser. Every branch that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes that it might bear more fruit. It's a very simple illustration. Jesus repeats it in verse 5 there. He is the vine and people are the branches. God the father is the gardener, the vine dresser. He owns it all. And that's the dominant picture. 
and we get it don't we I get it I've got a passion fruit vine at my house and it's going bonkers on the back fence we've got over a hundred passion fruit there but you, know, you can ask for one or two but my wife loves passion fruit so just watch out you might not get many I get it if the branches are attached to the vine then obviously they're going to produce but if the branches aren't attached to the vine well they're going to die they're, they're not got the life source what is Jesus saying he's using a very simple illustration he's saying this is how I relate to my people it's a big claim but there's something else going on here there's something bigger at first reading you might be tempted to think I get that there's a vine there's branches I've got a passion fruit vine in my backyard Jesus is saying he's, he's like a vine and I'm like the branches this is simple we, let's go home and have, have, have lunch no, no there's something deeper happening here have a look at verse 31 these guys are probably walking through a vineyard did you notice he says rise let us go from here they've been in a house he's been teaching them what it means that he's going to leave and they're on the move and so in all likelihood they're walking around they, they grow a lot of grapes in those places in all likelihood there's probably vineyards all over the place so is Jesus just saying hey guys check out that vine over there I'm like that and you're like the branches do you get it well no he's not just saying that he's saying I am the true vine you, th you hear that and you think oh, okay I get it let's move on what does it mean for me no 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 let's slow down let's understand let's not move too quickly because Jesus is saying something ridiculously amazing here he is saying that he is the only way that God's blessings flow to the whole world he is the only true channel for God's life giving blessings to the world it's a big claim in the Old Testament God's people Israel were supposed to be this vine they were supposed to be God's blessing to the whole world have a look Isaiah 5 should be up on the screen for you let's read this together this is hundreds of years before Jesus the prophet Isaiah let me sing for my beloved my love song concerning his vineyard my beloved had a vineyard on a fertile hill he dug it and cleared it of stones, planted it with choice vines. He built a watchtower in the midst of it and hewed out a wine vat in it. He looked for, to, for it to yield grapes, but it yielded wild grapes, weeds. And now inhabitants of Israel are men of Judah. Judge between me and my vineyard. What more was there to do for my vineyard that I have not done when I looked for it to yield good fruit? grapes it yielded weeds wild grapes and now I'll tell you what I'll do with my vineyard I'll remove its hedge shall be devoured break down its wall it shall be trampled down or make it a waste and shall not be pruned or hoed and briars and thorns shall grow up I'll command the clouds that they will rain no rain upon it for the vineyard of the Lord of hosts is the house of Israel the men of Judah are his pleasant planting he looked for justice and behold bloodshed for righteousness and behold an outcry in the Old Testament again and again and again God's special people are his vine 
They are the ones who are supposed to be his channel for blessing the whole world. His channel for life to everyone. And every time the people are fruitless and faithless. They don't do it. They can't do it. They turn from their God, just like every one of us. And they come under his judgment. But that's not the end of the story. There's a happy ending, which we're going to get to. But have a look at uh, Isaiah 27, because there's also another picture repeated again and again about the future vine. There's another vine that will be fruitful. Isaiah 27, in that day, a pleasant vineyard. Sing of it. I, the Lord, am its keeper. Every moment I water it, lest anyone punish it. I will keep it night and day. I have no wrath. Would that I had thorns and briars to battle, I would march against them. I'll burn them up together or let them lay hold of my protection. Let them make peace with me. Let them make peace with me. Here it comes. In days to come, Jacob shall take root. Israel shall blossom and put forth shoots that do what? Fill the whole world with fruit. God is promising that he will send a vine that will fill the whole world with fruit. And Jesus is walking down the road and there's vineyards around probably and he says, I am that true vine. Do you see what he's saying? I fill the whole world with fruit that lasts. Jesus does what Israel can't do, didn't do. He is able to accomplish all that his people failed to accomplish. They were to be a blessing to the whole world. They were to be a light amongst the darkness. They were to be his treasured possession. They were to be the channel through which God blesses the world forever. But they didn't do it. And Jesus says, I am that channel. Did you notice verse 2? Jesus explains he's not doing this without God the Father. Same in the Old Testament. God the Father is always the one who tends the vine, pruning, chopping. Every branch that does not bear fruit, the Father takes away. That's Israel, God's Old Testament people, who don't come to Jesus. Father takes them away. Every branch that does bear fruit, the Father prunes that it might bear more fruit. Well, here's a picture of my, uh, uh, our, our vineyard out the back of our house. Jeez, it doesn't look that impressive. It is really impressive. It has gone bonkers on our back fence and taken it over. Now, without the vine, what happens to the branches? They die, don't they? If you're a branch, then you cannot survive without the vine. Actually, I chopped one off this morning. Here it is right here. We haven't had props for a while. I thought we'd have some props. See this? This is from the vine. What's wrong with it? Well, it's going to grow for a while, isn't it? But there's a problem. Soon, it will wither and die. Why? Because it's not attached to the vine. 
What does it need? It needs to be reattached. I think you can do that. Uh, it's called grafting. It needs to be grafted back onto the life source. And that is you and that is me. Without Jesus Christ. That is us. He is our only source of fruitful life. If you're not yet a Christian, great. Thanks for coming to church. Great to have you here with us. Here's what Jesus is saying to you this morning. You can live a life without him. You might even thrive a little. This may produce a little bit of growth. But soon you will wither and die like this branch. You need to be reattached to the life source. Jesus is going to explain what, how that actually happens in the next verse. But here's the point. Just like a branch needs the vine to live, you and I need Jesus. Here's the challenge. If you're not sure, if you're not sure if you're attached to the vine or not, then don't let it go. Whatever you do, don't leave here this morning without understanding, just like a branch needs the vine to live. You need Jesus to find out about him. Come talk to us. If you're a Christian, then can you see what God is saying to you this morning? The only way you will produce fruit is by remaining attached to the life source, to Jesus Christ. And that's our second point. A fruitful life now only comes by remaining in God's fruitful life source, Jesus Christ. Have a look at verse 3, John 15. And just so we're clear, whenever Jesus uses that strange phrase, abide in, which you'll notice it's repeated a lot, it means united to, remaining in, super glued to, joined and growing in. That's what it means, okay? So let's read this, verse 3. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine and you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers. And the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire and burned. So you want a fruitful life? How? Very simple. Jesus tells us, doesn't he? Just like a branch cannot bear fruit unless it remains attached to the vine, so you cannot grow and bear fruit unless you remain in Jesus Christ. The branch in this vase will never grow and bear fruit. I am never getting a passion fruit off this thing because it is not attached to the vine. A fruitful life now comes only in Jesus Christ. Four implications for us and then we're finished. Four things. Firstly, the entry point. The entry point to become a part of the vine 
is the word of God. Did you see it? Have a look there at verse 3. He tells us very clearly to his disciples, you already are clean because of the word that I've spoken to you. So, a person joins the vine by hearing the word of Jesus and being made clean. Not one, not the other, both. You must hear the word of Jesus and be made clean. There's an obvious question. Here's the question for you. Are you attached to the vine? Have you heard the word of Jesus and been made clean? Have you heard the life-changing message of Jesus Christ? Come up to Christmas now. Today in the town of Bethlehem, a saviour has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. The king has come. Have you heard his word? Have you heard his words of freedom from sin? Have you heard his words of removal of guilt and shame? Have you heard his words of conquering of death? Have you heard Jesus Christ say to you, I died for your sins. And have you taken that on board? Have you been made clean? If that's you, then you are attached to the life source. You are attached to Jesus Christ. If you're not sure, take some time to work it out. It's massive claims. Jesus is saying if you're not attached to him, if you haven't allowed his word to change you and cleanse your sin, then you cannot and will not produce fruit that lasts in your life. You're like this branch here. It looks okay for a while, but soon it will wither and die. The entry point to be attached to Jesus Christ is the word of Jesus. Secondly, fruit. A fruitful life comes only through remaining in Jesus. Have a look at verse 4. Jesus says, Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine and you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. So it turns out a Christian is not just someone who comes to trust Jesus Christ and is saved. A Christian is someone who trusts Jesus Christ and is saved and continues to trust Jesus Christ and remain in him. And did you notice it's not all about you holding on to him? You could be tempted to think, okay, I need to do the work to hold on to Jesus. No, no, no. Have a look. Verse 4. Abide in me and I in you. Verse 5. Whoever abides in me and I in him. It literally reads, the one remaining in me and I in him that one bears much fruit. It's a continuous, cooperative action. Jesus remains in you as you remain in him. But don't think this is equal. It's not equal. A vine and a branch are not equal. Don't think it's dependent on you holding on to Jesus. It's dependent on Jesus holding on to you. Just like a vine... Jesus remains and joined and growing in you so then you continue joined and remain in him. Do you get it? The old Buddhist teacher said, do lots of religious works. 
Paul McCartney said, do your best, be good, be strong. But God says, remain in my son, Jesus Christ. Do you know what the other, other vines that you could try? And we do try. There's one true vine, but there's other vines. The world offers vines everywhere. Which vine are you going to plug into this year? How about this Christmas, this summer? Which vine am I tempted to plug into to see if I can produce a fruitful life? I'm tempted to plug into comfort. I'm tempted to plug into indulgence. I'm tempted to plug into security in my money. I'm tempted to plug into relaxation. What are you tempted to plug into? Whatever vine you're trying to plug into will not produce what you're looking for. There is only one true vine and his name is Jesus Christ. Number three. Remaining in Jesus is remaining in his word and prayer. Did you see it there? He gets practical. Verse 7. If you abide, if you remain in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. So what does it actually look like? Matt, come on. I'm going to get up tomorrow morning and you've talked about vines and branches. I've probably forgotten most of it. What does it mean? Remain in the words of Jesus and in prayer. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, then ask. There's God's words to you and there's your words to him. How do branches on my passion fruit vine produce fruit? Here's another picture. Hopefully you can see it. There's some fruit. You can see a few fruit. Trust me, there are a hundred of those on the vine. How did that fruit actually happen? Well, I'm not a botanist, but I can see that life-giving nutrients have flown from the vine to the branches and then fruit has, has come. Miraculously, fruit has just arrived. Literally, I, I went to sleep one day. I woke up, I looked at the vine and there's fruit. How did that happen? The vine produced nutrients to the branches and fruit grew. How does that happen for us? Jesus provides spiritual nutrients to his branches through his words and through prayer, through rem remaining in his word and prayer. So you want to grow? Want to have a fruitful life? How's your Bible reading going? How's your prayer life going? Here's the thing. If we are not growing as Christians, then where's the first place to look? Our Bible reading and our prayer lives. My life just doesn't seem to be growing much. How are you going? Taking in God's words. How are you going in praying? My marriage isn't growing in Jesus. It's not bearing fruit. How's your Bible reading with your wife? How are you praying with your wife? 
Oh, I do that you know, once a month. Okay. Well, you'll get a month's worth of growth. One in a month. My kids don't seem to be growing in Jesus. They don't produce fruit. How's your Bible reading going with your kids? Are you praying with them? The true vine grows the branches by feeding them through his word of grace. Remaining in Jesus is remaining in his word and prayer. Lastly, what's it all for? Do you see the purpose? The purpose is the glory of God. Have a look at verse 8. Where's the end result of all this? Jesus tells us. By this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. The end result is God's glory and our fruitful confidence in his son. The end result is God's glory and our fruitful confidence in his son. Do you get it? As the branches produce more and more fruit, as we grow in Jesus, God is seen to be God. He is glorious and we are seen to be his disciples. The purpose, the end result of all this, of North Coast Church, of your life as a Christian, is the glory of God the Father and the byproduct is your fruitful confidence in his son Jesus Christ. Do you see where it's all going? How do I have a fruitful life? The old Buddhist guy says, do lots of religious stuff. Paul McCartney, surely he'd know, says, do better. Be good, be strong. God says, remain in my son, Jesus Christ. He is the vine, we are the branches. If we remain in him and he in us, we bear much fruit. For apart from him, you can do nothing. Next week we look at the fruit. What actually is this fruit we're talking about? But let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word of truth. We thank you for your son Jesus. There are so many different vines we could plug into that promise so much but deliver so little. And here is your son Jesus saying he is the true fruit-bearing vine. He is the one who gives us a fruitful life that lasts forever. Help us not to leave here without seeing that Jesus is the way and the truth and the life. In his awesome name we pray. Amen.